I well, uh, well, shit. I'm mostly when I'm not working on the podcast or the Twitch stream or or music, I'm I'm a dad and a, and a husband, and uh, so like I got that. I do that a lot. Um, like today, uh, I was supposed to do the homeschooling, in which last week I was homeschooling my, I was high as shit homeschooling my son, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> And I missed this podcast, which was terrible. And I felt so bad. And, and that's why I thought I fucked up, fucked up again. But uh, yeah, so I'm a dad and, 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 a, and, and a husband. And uh, but I mostly work on the podcast and, and, the, and my music because it's what the hell else am I doing? Uh, last year, all my gigs, because I was a gigging musician. So all my gigs last year were all gone and they're not really back. There's some gigs out there right now but it's it's like people aren't getting paid their full amount of money or uh it, it's you know like it, it's it's not reasonable at this moment i don't think but because of the pandemic me and my wife she streams too um we found this amazing platform twitch and we've been able to turn it in i mean my wife is now making the transition into twitching full-time she she was able to step away from her teaching job she was teaching a voice lessons online uh and she which is very profitable especially right now uh but she was she's making enough money where she can actually walk away from teaching lessons which she likes but it's not her favorite thing she loves performing she's a singer she's a songwriter and and she's able to go on twitch and make that money uh me i'm not there yet she's a music streamer i'm in i'm in just chatting or podcasting so that it's a different ball game but i i'm a musician still because i actually play music a lot but it's just in a different avenue it's not uh, it's not in bars it's it's online i'm sorry i play guitar bass drums well kind of drums guitar bass keys and I just got my, uh, I, I've been telling everybody that I made my middle, my midlife crisis purchase. And since I can't afford like a, a, a Ferrari, I bought an electric drum set. And so um, my midlife crisis purchase, I'm sorry. Electric what? Electric blankets. <laughs> no, drum what? set. Drum set. Drums. Oh, he said fucking bank it. <laughs> the fuck is he on? Sorry, I was playing. I was probably paying attention as well, and I just heard electric blanket three times. Sorry, electric drums. That's a lot cooler. I was sitting there thinking, this is quite a cool story. Electric blanket. That's really niche. My Sorry. midlife crisis purchase is a is a electric <laughs> blanket. <laughs> what the fuck? Like sure, it. okay, that's fine. <laughs> you say you write music where do you get your inspiration of writing music from do you do it off of everyday life or is there a specific avenue you do um well that you know what it's so funny because i've asked this question so many fucking times because my show is a music podcast that i don't think anybody's ever asked me this that's really funny uh and so i don't have like one of those queued up answers that uh so i it, it, it it's different things 
it can come from anything. And as a multi-instrumentalist, I feel like it, it gives me a little bit more of an edge for writing and creating full pieces. Uh, just because uh, I, I really shine in the in songwriting and production. And, uh, and I'm not the greatest at either of those, but I'm better at that than I am at any one instrument. So my ability to play all these different instruments shine best in the studio and or writing or composing music yes well and that's that that's what i think that gives me like an edge with production and such because i when i listen to music i hear i don't really like vocals don't really stand out to me they just sort of become part of the melody so when i'm hearing a song i'm hearing the beat i'm hearing the bass line i'm hearing the guitar part i'm hearing uh the piano i'm hearing synths i'm hearing like uh, auxiliary percussion any, any anything that's making up the soundscape is sort of what I'm listening to. And the vocals, again, sort of just become part of the melody and, and the movement of the music. So um, I, I, for me, it could be me just messing around on a guitar and I come up with a riff and that leads into like a bass line. And then I can make, you know, a drum, a drum beat and then I'm off to the races or some like I also write for people. So they'll be like, um, I'm trying to make a song and I'm singing here come again on my own going down the alley. and they'll sing a song to me. And then we're like, hey, can you put chords to that? And I'm like, sure. OK, so I can also do that. Or they'll be like, I need this style of beat. So like I need a lo fi beat for for, you know, this this rhyme, whatever. So just just different skills that I've had to acquire because I do write for artists and I write for my wife and, and me and my wife actually are a writing team. So we will. Yeah, so we'll yeah, my my wife is my boss, everybody. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would say, yeah, both. I mean, she, she and, and rightfully so. Rightfully, when she met me, I was like a drunken, drugged out mess with like a mountain of dirty clothes in the corner of my room that just smelled like a homeless encampment. So it's like left to my own devices. I'm very self-destructive and, and it's not very productive. But when you when you flash a, a nice pair of boobs and a sweet ass in front of me, I'm very motivated to do just about anything. So, so big ups to my wife for having the intelligence and fortitude to stick through this dusty old turd so so um oh go on you go ben hmm. it is Oh, nice. Yeah.
Yeah. Well, I think that's great, man. I, and, and to sort of speak on that, what you're just saying that sometimes people, they overthink it, I think is what you're talking about. Cause you're, cause when people are trying to go write music or something, they're trying to make like something perfect, something, some their opus, you know, like that. And, 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 and like, you can't really look at it like that. You got to look at songwriting as a skill, like anything else. So if you're writing songs and lyrics uh, that sound like Pink Floyd, because you're influenced by Pink Floyd, well, that's okay and and the, the thing is is that you're gonna do that you're gonna you're gonna write from experience you're gonna write from your inspirations and so you're gonna take on voices that might not be yours but what's really cool about doing something consistently and and, and with focus is that over time you just automatically sort of develop your own voice and your own style why do you why do you hate the Mexicans, Bill Burr? And you know, it's so I, I love this country. I really do love my country. I, I really do, but I, I, I know that we have a lot a lot of problems. When I first started podcasting, I, di- I didn't know how to talk to people. I barely knew how to like have a conversation with anybody. I had just quit drinking. I, I couldn't speak. My my communication skills were just in, in the fucking trash. So uh, this podcast really did help me in, in, in my communication, but what I, what I was doing at first, because I didn't really know how to interview people. And when I first started, I was always trying to think of like, what's really good questions that no one would ever ask. Right. Like, I'm sure you guys go through this is like, let's think of some, <laughs> but you guys want to, but, but you do want to, you know, like when you're first starting a podcast, you like you, the questions mean a lot, you know, like, you're just like, I want this. I want to say, you know, I want to ask them things that no one else is asking them. I want to, you know, get into a deep conversation or whatever it is that you're going for. It's like, you know, sometimes uh, a, a journalist has like, you know, very simplified questions. So when when did you first start playing guitar? And what's the first song you ever wrote? You know, like they have, what's your favorite color? You know, they have these very things. Whereas like Mark Marin or Joe Rogan, have a very natural flow to the com. It sounds like a conversation. It doesn't sound like it's like me trying to get information from this person. It just sounds like we're talking. And as comedians too. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love Bill Burr. Yeah, Bill and Bert or whatever it's called. Bill and Bert. And then. He's so hard to interview, though. He's notoriously an arsehole to people. And he kind of takes the piss out. Like H3 interviewed him before. And he was on his podcast. And he was giving H3 was giving him like these long paragraph questions. Mm-hmm. And Bill Burr just didn't answer him. He just said, yeah. And it just stared yeah. at him. It hates it. Well, and that makes sense. The the thing about Bill Burr, you got to think about, especially with comedians, is that they're constantly under fire. And so a lot of times that these journalists or, or podcasters, are, you don't know what their intentions are. They're real nice before, a, the, you know, you'll talk to them before a show and, and they'll be like smiling to your faces as soon as the camera's on. It's like, so why are you a racist piece of shit, Bill Burr? You know, like, why do you, like, 
why do you why do you hate the Mexicans, Bill Burr? And, you know, it's so you get in these situations where they where they trap you in public. Um, Jordan Peterson, Jordan Peterson. Oh, is, God. Yeah, I love that guy. Yeah, me too. You know, the way you said, oh, God, that could have went either way. No, I, I love <laughs> it. I, I like him a lot. Sorry. Yeah, I, I did say it in a bit of a. <laughs> no, no. And it's OK, because I, I, I deal with this all the time because I talk to musicians who tend to be, you know, left pretty le- yeah, left leaning, very, you know, like woke as fuck. And we're artists, you know, but look. I, to all my woke ass brothers and sisters, I, 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 I'm glad that they're out there. I'm glad that they exist. Uh, I'm glad that, that they're speaking truth to power, but I don't like that. They don't like it when, 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 when people want to speak truth to them. I don't like it that, that, that if you question what they say, then all of a sudden you're a white supremacist. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> That's weird that, that, that you question if you, just by questioning somebody or just by asking questions that don't align with their particular beliefs, you are now the enemy. And now you should not have a career. Now you shouldn't be able to, you know, make money and be who you are as a person, you know? So uh, we're one step away from the, the killing fields in Cambodia. No, I'm just kidding. That's extreme. But, uh, but, Yeah, you mind your own business and find out for yourself. It's like it's really it's about like doing the research that no one wants to do. It's much easier to to, to get mad about this clickbait, you know, uh, headline that they saw, and they didn't read the article or anything. They just saw a headline. Did you see what Trump did again? These motherfuckers are taking me. <laughs> you know, it's just <coughs> yeah, it's crazy. Most people don't do the time or even try to understand what what's happening. Uh, most people are, are horribly uninformed. Yeah. Well, it, it's because there's so much fucking information out there. It, it's, yeah. it's hard to even, it's hard to even find what's true and what's real. Right. <laughs> it... Well, it's uh, the the reason it's extremely prevalent in America as well because of the way that your your media is set up. I mean, we our one is obviously. I think ours are extremely biased. I don't think ours get the criticism they deserve. But I, I think that um, ours is a lot nicer in, in the way it's not as clear. Whereas in, in America, it tends to be you have Tucker Carlson, you have um, you have Don Lemon, who people who very clearly have their own set point of view and are just trying to ascribe people to believe the same way as them. Yeah. So it's, it's the, the setup of the, the media is the problem. And the fact that we have such a state-run media, I think that helps it. In a way, it's because it it has to try and not look biased, but it also there can be hindrances. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming to you. He's coming back to you. 
<laughs> keep him. We didn't want him in the first fucking place. Yeah, yeah that's why we Fox shipped now. his ass back. Of course he's going to Fox, that fucking shithole. That that shit show, man. That place. That it's really their fault. It's like really Rush Limbaugh and Fox News's fault that we've sort of uh, ended up here. They're, they're the ones who sort of turned this into entertainment sport, whereas before it was just a very droll. And the evening news was just one guy telling it how it is, and then it was that's it. It is. I think it is. How did how did Britain how did how did you guys handle um like um people out of work like unemployment and and like because right now the big thing is we we sort it out but it's in a way that it's gonna have long term implications it's gonna fuck us the work fur- furlough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, so did did you did you guys also try to save like businesses and stuff too or or did you guys lose a lot of small business we, we lost a fuck it we're the set we're the second worst but you oh wow wow okay i didn't realize that you guys ate, ate so much shit wow Yeah, that's right. Because I, I have a lot of friends over there who were just like, well, we're back in lockdown again. And I'm just like, God damn. <laughs> like... Oh, dude, I was about to give you my smart ass w- remark where like you guys keep going into lockdown, lockdown. Meanwhile, fucking I've been I've been maskless at my gym for the last two months. Like I don't even have to wear a mask in in the fucking work but here's how stupid it is okay you could you have to wear a mask to walk through the lobby and walk up the staircase or and be in the changing room or in the locker room but as soon as you get into the fitness center where everybody's going <gasps> you know doing all that shit as soon as you get in that room mask off bitch it's time to fucking party it's like it's insane it's nuts but i'm just like this is what freedom is fuck it i'm here for it and i'm like i'm here i'm i don't even care anymore i i feel impervious i'm just like fuck it i'm i'm gonna just go out there and just be myself uh no it, but in like California, I don't think you can even go to the gym still. They're I, I so think. bad. <laughs> Fuck me. They haven't even had, yeah. they've had gyms open for, for something like four months out of the last 12 or something stupid. Yeah. Like at least we've had it like, we've no, but we had it at least like seven, eight months. The gym was open. Yeah. We've, and we don't have to wear masks in the gym. They have to wear masks to even go outside at times. 
Why are they? Why are they trying yeah. to tell you to double mask as well? What kind of bullshit is this? Uh, because because it, it it raises the efficacy rate to to eighty percent rather than the sixty percent or something, oh which which doesn't really make a whole heap. And plus, I I would like to I would like to also add that it's probably optics yeah. because um, the Biden administration really didn't have a clue uh, a much of a. Di- well, they didn't really have much of a different plan than Donald Trump administration did. Like, honestly, they're just sort of continuing what Donald Trump was doing. Just everyone hated Donald Trump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then he was just like, well, I came in here and there was no plan in place and there was nothing. It was like, yeah, there was no real great plan in place when he came in. But then you really didn't add to what you just said. Wear another mask. It's It's so funny as well. It's like wear two condoms. I was just reading on this Facebook post that my friend posted. It's like um, uh, he's like uh, the Biden administration blaming Trump administration for border crisis. Um, They were wearing Biden T-shirts. That's his point. He's like, they were wearing Biden T-shirts. How delusional can you be uh, to think the last administration did this? Stupid is as stupid does. Uh, <laughs> that's him and then of course then the comments are like fuck you you're racist and piece of shit and it's funny because this is this is somebody i have on my show quite a bit his name is offbeat and uh he actually used to be the co-host of the show but he is a trump supporter and um uh, and and i'm not and i thought and so i've always had him on through the years even after he left the show well i left california so he left the show because i left california good decision there well, yeah, you know, now that I'm now that we're here in this pandemic lockdown shit, I, I was telling my wife, I was like, yeah, I don't really want to go back because that was always been my dream is like, well, maybe we'll come back in a few years and we'll buy that house on the top of the hill in Ocean Beach. Uh, but now that now that we're here, I'm just like, I do not want to go back to California anytime soon. Those fucking people are crazy. So fuck that. I, I'll, I'll go to Austin. I'll go to Austin. Yeah, I want to go Austin. Austin's crazy as well because Austin's the super liberal as well. From it's what I've super read. Li- but it's, it's super liberal, but it's cool. And 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 again, I'm not like this super conservative person. I tend to, yeah. I tend to live on the well. I tend to live in the middle, I guess. But I tend to lean on the liberal side. You know, like I, I want you know anything that helps people. Like I, I love the idea of of of, of a universal health care and and. And I, I like the I, I like the idea that people can be a man or a woman if they want to be or if they feel that's them. And that's wonderful. I want people to flourish in that way. But what I don't want is for people to tell me that I can't say the N word on the Internet. No, but, I, I, you know, hate speech is a part of that. But the, the only thing we can do, I feel like, is keep talking the, the, the good speech, you know, like keep keep hammering away there's this guy named daryl davis who i really look up i to. love him oh, 
he's amazing and and he so then you guys know that that he flips you know nazis and kkk members and kkk members will like give them his robes and he's a black man a black musician who is just by the power of conversation converting racist lifelong racists into fucking reasonable people and i just looked at him as hope because it, it we have to just keep combating this hate speech with the right speech. Exactly. And if we yeah. keep doing that, if we keep hammering at home and we're not fucking, to, you know, we're some people, some people have these racist thoughts and ideas because they just don't know anything about, about black people or anything. So they just have these ideas in their head. And so I don't think that they're necessarily like, I hate them. It's just, I feel like they're just not aware of certain aspects of, of, they don't know where to, yeah, that's misinformation is one, and they don't know where to target their hatred. I think the only way we truly progress as a society isn't pushing these people into prison. I think, or, or making them, we, it's the only way to do it is to put all the ideas out there and the best will win. I think Daryl, Daryl Davis is an amazing human being and I'd love to have a conversation with him. And I think- Yeah, I he, reached out. What did he say? He didn't say anything. Oh, yeah. He well, never responded. <laughs> Maybe he's not a nice guy then. No, no, it's not. Say, that he's not a nice guy. Say you've got a KKK podcast, he might come on. <laughs> yeah, I got a KKK member coming on. I, I'm gonna need to call you in, Daryl. <laughs> he no, might come I, on. I, I reached out, and it's not that I don't think he's an asshole or anything. I think that he's just a very busy person. Of course, and, yeah. and yeah, it's like when you're when you're yeah, I, I reach out to a lot of people above my my number grade or my my downloads and 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 like i just in my head i just feel like you just gotta try i mean what what's an email or what's a message on instagram you know like what is that three minutes of your day just to be like hey i wonder if this guy would and it's so interesting how many people that you don't think are going to come on your show will be like yeah sure let's talk who did you who have you got on like that who have you caught who have you caught in your um on your line who have you done that to and it got success but you didn't expect to um let me see there was so i you know it's funny i don't genuinely go for like huge names like like i i'm not going for keith richards right like i just don't even try because i that's just a little bit outside but what i do love to talk to because i relate to them the most is the background players people who play in bands and and that that make the music or music directors and uh, not necessarily the front people, and and it's because I'm not a frontman. I'm or a front person. I'm I'm a fucking. I play. You know, I'm in rhythm section. You know, I'm just fucking. So I reached out to his name is Nissan Stewart, and he worked with Missy Elliott. He's worked with uh, Death Row Records. He's worked with oh, wow. uh, Timbaland. He's worked with like directly and made music with them, and has his own. Uh, production company and all that and and you know as grammys and shit he's he's and now he's the md for is it the mass singer i think it's the mass singer or 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 dancing with the stars or one of them so now he's the md for that show Hmm. Uh, he's a fantastic drummer and uh, he got a start in the church in the baptist church but i (laughs) i was just sitting there and i was like i wonder if he would do it because i knew somebody he knew but I that's never worked for me. Name dropping has never worked for me. And so I I honestly I didn't know how to reach him. And like I couldn't find like an email or anything. So I I reached out on, on Facebook Messenger and and like 
I never heard back. And then randomly, like a month or two later, he was like, hey, man, I was out of the country for a few months. I'd love to do your podcast. And I was like, oh, okay." Anybody that I reach out to who I don't think that is going to come respond and responds and says, yeah, is like, wow. So it's always, you know, like it's always exciting. Like I got to talk to uh, Ari O'Neill, who is a Beyonce, Jay-Z's guitarist. She NAO, uh, Lizzo. She she's fucking awesome. She's a badass guitarist and she's fine as fuck. Uh, I've got to talk to Bubby Lewis, who's an amazing bassist, who's played for Snoop Dogg and 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 uh, uh, fucking uh, right now he's actually getting huge popularity in J-pop. So right now he's in Japan and he's like, yeah. So anytime I reach out to somebody and and that I don't think is gonna get back to me, and they do, and they agree to come on the show, that's the biggest guest ever to me. this country i really do love my country i, I really do but I, I i know that we have a lot a lot of problems someone Big has to no i, 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 love, I love america as well i'm only kidding sorry I, I love america i've always wanted to live there sorry. <laughs> you're right though someone has to uh, and, and and if we can't as citizens love our own countries and 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 care about and trust a little i at least have a little trust i, I was brought up not to trust me my mom used to sit in with marches with caesar chavez and my oh, father wow. questions a lot of shit but she was a kid but her family was a part of the big mexican wave of immigration that came over in the 50s uh for for reconstruction after uh world war ii so my mom's family came over over the border because they just sort of opened the borders and was like we need help so they're just like come on in and a bunch of mexicans were like yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah let's go fuck yeah baby we we came in and, and we worked our dicks off and we made and and that scared a lot of white people <laughs> but um <laughs> but but i come from a rowdy i come from a rowdy bunch you know so i i i have to speak this way i have to fucking like it's just what i have to do until someone's like threatening me and my family to stop talking this way and like in, in a real way, I'm not going to stop, you know, th they, they'll probably deplatform me, but I, I don't think I'm saying things that are that radical. Yeah, well, that's true. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. That, that's the thing that's so sad about it is. The majority of these people, the majority of average Americans, even left, like obviously it's stereotypically cancel culture is left wing. The average American left wing person doesn't care. They don't care if Bill Burr says a joke that's somewhat offensive. It's mm -hmm. like, no, it's only the extreme loud voices that make a narrative that the other media can pick it on to. It keeps pushing each other into this. Uh... Uh, what is the, what did it got a positive uh, feedback loop where it's just feeding into each other back and forth and, and pushing people more and more into extreme ideas. And, and that's the problem when you, when you silence 
people or call us a whole sect of people the the deplorables or neanderthals you know like you get motherfuckers in a cabin in the middle of the woods in michigan plotting to kidnap and murder the governor you know you get these people yeah. who are get who who are running down black lives matter people because you know these are communists trying to come and take our country or you get a maga guy wearing a maga hat get shot in the face by blm protesters it's like exactly when anybody feels marginalized and, and feels like they they're not being heard, they they're going to go to where they're going to be heard. And, and that's echo chambers or, and if they can't find their online echo chambers, they're going to find their fucking echo chambers in a cabin in the woods, you know? So it's like, this shit's not going away. It's not like you can just silence people and silence the hate out of people's heart. It's like this shit needs to be out in the open and fucking be ridiculed and picked apart and 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 really criticized because that's how what that's progress. Progress is having the hard conversations, not telling white people to be less white. It's like what? Why are you going to tell white people to be less white? It, what's what's really interesting is that this small group of people who are the loudest tend to be white elite oh yeah so it's rich people i think it's a sad fucking day when the one of the best selling books about race in this country is written by a white woman yes it's like, what the fuck do you know about the black experience lady what do you fucking know about what my mom had to go through to cross that fucking border to get here what the fuck do you know in your fucking ivory tower in manhattan fucking, like get the fuck out of my face with this shit it's like I, I'm sick of that it's this. It, I don't like to say reverse racism, but it's very much. Uh, I don't, say, yeah, I don't, I, there's no such thing as reverse racism. It's just it's just well, racial pandering. If you know, it, it, that's the thing. It's just yeah. racism. It's just yeah. Racism. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's it's what just saying. racism. Yeah, that's, it's sorry. like I have I have family Mexicans in my family who definitely think the Jews are behind all that's wrong in this fucking world. Jesus. So I yeah, ex- yeah Jesus too. <laughs> Jesus too, fucking yeah. the king of the Jews. <laughs> um, he fucking, you good know, one, it, it's it's not it's not it's not how I feel, but my uncle, who is definitely brown as fuck, definitely believes that the Jews are fucking are, are out to ruin the world. So it, it's not just it, white people aren't the only people who are racist. It, fucking Mexicans are fucking racist. And there's hatred everywhere. There's tribalism everywhere. And, mm-hmm. and, and that's just a part of humanity. And, and, and it's an ugly part of humanity. And it's something that can be addressed and, and, and can be handled. And, and there's always going to be pieces of shit out there who believe otherwise. But, but we, can, uh, we can be louder than them with the right kind of way of, of speaking and the right way of, of fucking going about things. And the right way of going about things is not silencing people and forcing them into extreme situations and extreme ideas. It's let's fucking talk about it so it doesn't build up and mount. I started doing therapy a couple of years ago and fucking it's, change my fucking life because i don't feel like i have all this shit that i don't feel like it like i just felt like i was wrong for having these feelings and in reality it's like you're just human and people have feelings and and, and you just have to suss that shit out and and sort of get it out in the open and, and and then let's talk about it and let's break it down a little and let's have a little fucking mindfulness here so i uh, you know i don't know go on forever it's just <laughs>